1944, my grandfather crossed the Atlantic to join the European campaign of World War II. He rarely spoke of the war in any detail, but upon the passing of both my grandfather and grandmother, his belongings were left to me. The following podcast consists of readings from two primary sources. The first is a battle journal of the 489th Armored Field Artillery Battalion in the 7th Armored Division of the United States Army. The second source is the letters of my grandfather, Jack Ginther, sent to my grandmother, Betty Jane Ginther. Unfortunately, my grandfather had to destroy my grandmother's correspondence after receiving it in Europe. Some of the sentiments expressed will seem out of date. I have done my best to transcribe the letters, but that in and of itself is a challenge. Also, I apologize for my pronunciation of certain villages and cities cited in the documents. I wish my grandparents were still here so that I could have a dialogue about the contents contained within this material, but this one-way conversation will have to do. From the Battle Journal of the 489th Armored Field Artillery Battalion, 7th Armored Division, United States Army. At 0200 on the morning of the 8th of March, 1945, the battalion moved out following Command Control A headquarters through Tusevik, Zulpik, Userken to assembly area at Rorenhoven. The column was delayed at Yurskin by the collapse of a bridge necessitating a detour around the town. But by 0900, the battalion was closed in a temporary assembly area at Morenhoven. Most of the men were tired and wet from constant drizzle. But there was to be little time for breakfast and rest. Lieutenant Colonel Milner received the attack order from Command Control A at 1000, and preparations quickly got underway to move out as soon as possible. Three additional forward observers were sent to the 38th Armored Infantry Battalion. They were Lieutenant Levin, Goforth, and Grimes. The mission of the 489th was to support Command Control A, which was to clear out an area west of the Rhine between Bad Goldsburg and the bridgehead which the 9th Armored Division had established. Lieutenant Dedrick joined the 9th Armored Division Artillery as liaison officer. Command Control A was organized in three task forces for this operation. Task Force Ray was composed of the 23rd Infantry Battalion, less one company, one company of medium tanks, one platoon of light tanks, one platoon of engineers, and one platoon of a company of the 814th Tank Destroyer Battalion. Task Force Wemple consisted of the 17th Tank Battalion, less two companies, one company of the 23rd Infantry Battalion, one company of 38th Infantry Battalion, and attached engineers and tank destroyer platoons. Task Force Griffin consisted of 38th Armored Infantry Battalion, less one company, one company of the 17th Tank Battalion, and a light platoon of the 17th Tank Battalion. Task Force was to be in reserve. At 1025, the battalion, less service battery, moved out on the axis of advance following Task Force Wemple. Some difficulty was encountered in overcrowded roads and a change in route at the last minute forced the battalion to turn the column around. However, all batteries were closed in firing position in the vicinity of Villip at 1500, and two hours later, one battery sent the first artillery shell from the 7th Armored Division, screaming across the Rhine. No calls for fire were received from forward operations since the combat command made no contact with the enemy in advancing to the west bank of the Rhine 
and no substantial resistance was met in mopping up the west bank of the river in support of friendly troops in the bridgehead area. Lieutenant Dedrick was relieved as liaison officer with 9th Infantry Division Artillery and returned to the battalion. Battalion reconnaissance parties moved out at 0830, 10th of March, to reconnoiter positions on the outskirts of Bad Godesburg, and at 1000, the batteries began to displace forward individually. By 1200, the battalion was closed in new positions on the western outskirts of Bad Godesburg. In the meantime, service battery, which had remained in the vicinity of Miel, moved forward and occupied the buildings in Villep, which had been vacated by battalion headquarters. The battalion was given the mission of laying the tank companies and the assault gun platoon of the 17th Tank Battalion for indirect fire. Company A of 814 Tank Destroyer Battalion was later given the same mission. By 1800, the assault gun platoon was laid and ready to fire and wire communications had been established. During the day, a total of 623 rounds were fired by the battalion on observed missions and also on harassing fires assigned by division artillery to whose control the battalion had reverted. During the night of the 10th and 11th of March, the battalion passed another important milestone in its career when the 100,000th round fired since the battalion was committed to action on the continent was sent on its way over the Rhine River. There was no opportunity for an appropriate celebration of this event since it was but one of 1,795 rounds fired during the night. Our share of the intense harassing fires assigned by division artillery Battery B was given credit for the firing, but the important thing was that there was no let-up in the amount of destruction being thrown at the German-held east bank of the Rhine. The three tank companies of the 17th and Command A of the 814th Tank Division Battalion were laid on the morning of the 11th, and their fire direction centers were organized and supervised by Lieutenant Meyer, Hayes, and Douglas of the 489th. The S3 of the 489th now found himself controlling the fires of 47 tanks, both 75 and 76 millimeter, 12 90 millimeter tank destroyers, six 105 millimeter assault guns, and the 18 organic M7s of the battalion. During the night of the 11th and 12th of March, the battalion, together with the supporting tanks and tank destroyers, again fired an intense program of harassing fires. The observers with the 38th Armored Infantry Battalion were relieved by observers from the 440th Armored Field Artillery Battalion and returned to the battalion area. A total of 984 rounds was fired on the 12th of March. Letter from my grandfather. March 12, 1945, Germany. My darling, it has been four or five days since I last wrote you. It hasn't been because I haven't been thinking of you. Take the date and try to think what happened over here. You should guess it. I'm receiving your airmail, Betty. And honestly, honey, they are a thousand times better than any V-mail. They seem a lot more than just a piece of paper. What happened at the church on the 18th of February? Guess you're pretty busy talking to Ellsworth Gillow. Glad you told him that I'll probably take you away from Three Oaks when I get home. Janie, don't take me wrong but that has been in my mind ever since you started. How would you react to giving up that job? If I could be sure, and I am, that you wouldn't be hurt too much on leaving there. I think both of us could settle down to a good marriage. 
have a real home, and everything that goes with it, Janie? Yes, even the smallest and newest thing in this world, a baby. Enough of that. You ask about me receiving letters from Kay and Clem. Well, none from Kay, and a one-page short note from Clem about my captaincy. I'm glad you heard from Sergeant Shishire. I really didn't think he would write you. It was a surprise to me also. I'm sort of interested in that oil painting. Guess I'll have to wait until after the war before I see it. On February 25th, you again attempted to guess my army. Again, you are wrong. You are surely the worst guesser I have ever seen. You sure are having your trouble with the car plus tires. Well, Janie, it is to be expected. The car is getting a little old, and then it has been under uneven care for almost a year. Betty, what did I say to Mom about her meeting me when I came home? I don't remember telling her anything. I have already told you that we are going to meet each other and be with each other a while before we face the mob. Please tell me what I have said that makes you feel different. Now for myself, nothing new. I'm quite sure I have lost two rolls of film out of three I have developed. One out of three return. Pretty good, isn't it? Honey, I've got to close and get to work. I'll try and write you another letter very soon. All my love, Jack.